Welcome to the first episode of something that's been brewing on my mind for a very long time, Equanimity with Mikla Samnani, a podcast that definitely wouldn't be possible without my partner in crime and producer, Trishna Matani. Hey guys! Maybe let's start with a little bit of context. COVID was a real time of stagnation for a lot of us, a period that we weren't really able to punctuate with traditional markers, travel, getting to see friends and family from across the world, celebrating milestones like we're used to celebrating. So how on earth are we supposed to get inspiration during a time like this? For me, that really was conversation and realizing that ultimately not only are we chasing the same ideals, but we're facing the same obstacles too and really could just benefit from sharing notes. So that's what we're doing. We're creating a space, one that prizes vulnerability, yet it's really about rejuvenation, conversing very importantly without judgment, and we're arriving at some sort of shared learnings. Your first question, though, is probably, what the hell is equanimity? It's actually a core concept or a core belief in Buddhism, something that you should strive for in life to achieve equanimity. While we're riding the roller coaster of life, instead of dipping to the lows or accelerating to the highs, it's about being calm, having the mental clarity to stay composed through it all. It's not about pretending that nothing affects us. It's knowing that everything affects us and being okay with it. Really, since then, it's been a North Star for me, a thought that I've had that I can't unhave. And I've been working on really finding my own equanimity. So as a sandwich to all of these conversations, as we look at the ambitions that are important to us, as we look at how to deal with the cards that life is serving us, and as we dream, as we feel, as we do, how can we do it all in a state of equanimity? Here's kind of my attempt at finding out. If the moment comes where you get to take advantage of all of those dull hours and months of work, If you don't take that moment, you're a fool, or a coward, or both. My first guest is someone that I derive a lot of stability from, someone that's extremely impactful in my life, both aspirationally, but also someone that I see so much of me in him. And that's my younger brother, Monish Sabnani. Monish is the co-founder of the consumer electric brand Courant, and while it certainly has my vote of confidence, Since its creation, Courant has also been backed by the likes of Oprah, the Kardashians, Gwyneth Paltrow, just to name a few of his celebrity clientele. He's also on the coveted Forbes 30 Under 30 list and is someone that constantly has something populating around his world at any given time, which actually makes him the perfect guest for today's topic, momentum. Full disclosure, though. We were both really nervous during the recording of this podcast because this entire recording started off as a surprise. More on that story if you visit our Instagram page, but for now, I'll stop rambling so we can get right into it. Here we go. This is actually a conversation that I'm really excited about because I think so much of what is you and me as siblings mm-hmm. is we're support systems without even really knowing it. And we've never really deep dived or gone into it, like the gunk of us. For sure. And so this conversation 
I wanted to talk about momentum okay. as a topic. And momentum being defined by the roller coaster of being up and down. And as two siblings and then two individuals, a lot of people see the positive of our momentum, the top, the peaks, but it takes a lot to get there. And maybe I'll start by asking a question that maybe we can come back to later after we've unpacked the concept, but what to you is momentum? To me, momentum is positive mental strength and the courage and fuel to keep going. When you feel good about yourself and your situation and what's happening in your life, you have the fuel and the gas to keep going and to go harder and faster. Momentum is the ability to just put your foot on the gas and seize the sort of like moment in your life continuously. And sometimes you're in a rut. You feel like you've slowed down. You feel like things aren't happening for you. It's really hard to get back to a point where you're confident and have the courage to take risks again and to to accelerate in your in your decision making, whether it be your personal life or your career, or your job, your love life, your decisions of you know who you want to be. It's just it's just a it's a positive feeling where you feel good. Hmm. So momentum really being the outcome of it, which is happiness or contentment. Momentum, I think, obviously, when you do things that result well for yourself, then happiness is there. I also think happiness is a, a side effect of when you feel good about yourself, you're inherently happy. But no, I don't think happiness is momentum. I think momentum is just confidence. Mm. But it's really hard to get that confidence. You, it's not automatic. So I think there's two ways to look at it. There's like, you know, as we were talking a little bit earlier, some people get it and they're just lucky. You know, I, I think a good example, I, I, I don't know the actual truth to this, but Evan Spiegel from Snapchat, I always said the guy was a one-hit wonder. Like he just had this app, it blew up, and then he became Snapchat. Did he work hard to, I'm sure, but like from the outside, he was like a 24-year-old kid when it happened. All of a sudden, he's a multi-billionaire. Some people get very lucky that their, their ideas take off to that degree. And then there's a lot of other people that don't get that lucky, but they still build something for themselves slowly but surely. And it, it's not necessarily pretty or enjoyable necessarily, but they, they still do it and then they create it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think the two of us are, are that. We're, we're, everything we have is because we've worked at it slowly but surely. And it hasn't been pretty necessarily, but once you have your momentum, then you can double down on it. But without momentum, you can, there's nothing to double down on. Do you feel like you have momentum right now? Yeah. Right now I I'm I have I'm hot right now. I feel hot, you know, not in you know, not literally, but I feel like my brain is racing and it's because of the last few years. So yeah, definitely. And I think you do too. It's a concept that like on a day-to-day -day basis sometimes you have it and sometimes you just really don't and even like within a week you know on a monday so, i don't got momentum so you know kobe bryant is my all-time hero right i mean i think you know this better than anyone and when when he passed a lot of footage of his life came to light a lot of people were celebrating his life and his moments and there's a there's a clip of him talking about 
how long he's in the gym every day at 4 a.m at 4 p.m 9 p.m the guy was just in the gym and the lights go off and he would just turn on a small light in the back and he was just in the gym and that's the, that's the stuff no one talks about right when i'm doing my work and you know i'm working night hours right now you know that it's two three in the morning i'm drinking a cold brew i'm in hong kong you know my business is in america no one talks about those moments when i'm like oh my god i'm exhausted this is miserable or the shit that happens you know things blow up people make mistakes no one talks about that people only talk about the good moments and so momentum is again i, I think mental health is a huge part of this to persevere to build momentum for yourself because life is not pretty it's just not pretty all the time most of the time i would say and so people who don't have that mental health and that support system to keep going it's very hard to build momentum what's a time in your life that you feel was defined by the lack of momentum that you can look back and definitively say i did not have momentum at that point i'd say there is you know last year 2020 at the very very like middle of covid just like the middle you know where i would say like going back to 2020 march april may it was kind of like there was a period of like it, it, there was a lot happening because everyone was like trying to figure out what was going on in the world everyone was trying to secure their own life and job make sure things weren't going to hell people weren't sure if they were going to survive like we didn't know what was happening so this is very exciting but once we realized what had happened and we realized okay like we're in a pandemic there it is, it is going to be one to two years before there's a vaccine which means there is going to be one to two years of nothing and we all got comfortable with that. I felt like I was in a bit of a rut waiting to figure out what was happening. And then I realized to myself, I repositioned my, my line of thinking to be, you know, instead of like, wow, life is on pause. It's wait a second, this is a moment of opportunity to start something or do something different. But yeah, I would say the, the middle of COVID, when we were all just like waiting, I was like, oh my God, when can I go back to New York? When can I see people? Yeah, it felt like a rut, for sure. Which is really interesting because in the middle of COVID, you also made it to Forbes 30 under 30. Yeah. So like the juxtaposition of mentally, you, made a, you may have been in a rut, but externally, your success was arguably an all-time high. I mean, there are two things that I know about you when you were growing up. The first was you wanted to get into UPenn. Didn't happen. And it didn't happen. <laughs> And, and you got your shout out, shout out to Wharton. Yeah. <laughs> Early decision. Didn't happen. And with all your like, that was that was with conviction. Like our dad had bought the merch. Yep. There was sweatshirts that said Warden. Yep. And there was just no way that Munish Subnani wasn't getting into Warden. Yep. And then you didn't get into Warden. I remember. And that was one. And then the second thing that you've always wanted all your life was Forbes 30 under 30. Also true. Growing up, you always said, I want to be on that list. And then in the middle of COVID, you've gone on that list. Yeah. And I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier with momentum. Sometimes you get a little lucky. And obviously for that to happen, yeah, I had to work really hard and I had to position myself for it. But it finally happened and yeah, that was a mix of 
hard work, but luck, it, it had to happen. Someone had to select my name. And yeah, and I, I think that that's the perfect sort of like, that was a big moment of momentum for me because it like validated in to me that you can keep going now. And this isn't a joke. People actually bought into what, people are buying into what you're doing, therefore double down on yourself. Mm. So that, that I would say was a moment of luck for me to get more momentum. Sometime during the height of COVID, Monish and I found a lot of inspiration from a podcast that Hassan Minaj, the comedian, was a guest on. It actually was the inspiration for our conversation today. So Hassan, reflecting back on his big, as he calls it, level up moments, uses this concept of a passing lane. You're driving on a road and there you see it. This moment that you can overtake. That is your moment of momentum. This moment where you're so uniquely positioned to accelerate and create opportunities for yourself. The metaphor that Hassan uses in his podcast when he talks about this, momentum being a time when you're driving on a road and you can overtake. Like there's a window. Yeah, he calls it the passing lane. The passing lane. There's a time where you see, okay, now I can fly. Like, and, and it's that moment where you tell yourself, okay, let's do it. Let's, let's put our foot on the gas. Positive energy comes to you. The confidence comes that you can make decisions and believe in yourself. What happens if that comes when you're not ready? Like, That's a good question. Are there times where you can actually, like, that you've remembered, like, oh, I see, I see that window, but Jesus, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I can't overtake. I don't have it in my body to own this momentum. I'll be honest, I don't think that's ever happened to me. Hmm. I, you know, maybe I just, I feel like I'm just getting started. And so I, I, I don't think I've ever seen an opportunity yet. Actually, I mean, but Sumit, you know Sumit. A quick shout out to Sumit, one of Monisha's closest friends from college. He told me once something that actually, oh, you know, last night we were talking about little encounters in your life. He once told me, he was like, if there is an opportunity, if someone has an idea, with an opportunity in our friends group, you're the first phone call. And I, I took that as a big compliment, meaning like if someone had an idea to do something, they're calling me. And so, you know, I, I think I'm in, my, in that sense, I, if I see a moment and I, it, that seems like a good, dis, you know, I'm talking about it in the context of business. Like we can put some specifics on it. Like I'm really talking about businesses, startups, ideas. But yeah, if, if an opportunity comes, I'm taking it. And where do you think that's, that comes from? So I, it, I think a little bit I'm built from that, that same sort of mentality. First of all, I, I want, we're very lucky, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of people in this room as we talk about this as well, but we're all very lucky. Um, and I think that's, we're lucky in the sense that we don't have to worry about a roof over our heads and food and, and family and love in our life across the board, just like really good vibes. We're talking about like elevating, right? We're not talking about surviving. We're talking mm -hmm. about elevating. So that's a, that's a separate conversation. Like it's very hard to thrive when you have to literally survive. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, the, the Maslow's hierarchy concept. You have to build your pyramid foundation step by step. So we're talking about the last the top of the pyramid in terms of like what we're now up to now that our entire life has basically been set up. Right, we have the luxury of Correct. exploring purpose. Exactly, so I think that there's, I'm not gonna take credit and say that I 
created this life for myself no chance like this is this everything was set up for us then to have these moments of new success so i think that's really important to establish yeah if not it'd be a different ball game and that's why i'm so in awe of people who actually had to sur- like survive like the, the real rags to riches stories uh that you hear about people when they're like yeah i made it but like six years ago i was living in poverty so it, 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 I think we have to be humble about that, too. Yeah, I, I think that's a huge factor. And it's also something that on the flip side, for me, it's something that I struggle with is a little bit of am I worthy of all these accolades? You know, like, is it, it should I be congratulated for using momentum when really I had nothing else or nothing else to worry about? What else? what else should I have been doing if not putting my foot on that gas? Because I'm not worrying about where I live. I'm not worrying about other sort of basic survival needs. Yeah. So I think that that's a, that's a, that's a concept that I've really struggled with is in receiving congratulations for being successful or in receiving congratulations for building something, doing something. Yeah. I think um, validation is a big part of momentum. Like when, when you know that what you're doing is valid, then that it just it, it reinforces the fact that it's valid, right? Some people do things that aren't recognized and, and they work and their work is kind of irrelevant to society. That's a different conversation. So, but the thing is like these accolades also don't like, I, I, I don't think I made it. I don't think I've made it. Mm. I haven't made shit. I don't want to come off as someone who's made it. Like I'm literally in the in I'm midstream on trying to figure it out. But the accolades give you the momentum to keep going because other people are saying, "Yo, this kid's making it," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" If they think I've made it, I really have to go make it. And but no, it, we're both midstream. I've only been in my career for six years. But this is all in the backdrop of a career. I mean, momentum is way more you know we're not just talking about purpose being defined by what we generate revenue from momentum is holistic you know it's a full package for sure i mean i think i've been living in a vacuum people my friends like to say that about me like this kid lives in a vacuum he only focuses on what he wants to focus on and the rest is irrelevant and right now for me work is is that but again, going back to privilege, like that's because I, I don't have to worry about food on my table. I know that even if my startups fail, I'm going to be all right. So, but yeah, no, work is definitely what's on the focus. Be right. It, it, momentum is everything. It's it's life. It's, it's love. It's everything. Like we're sitting here on the eve of my birthday. And I remember on the eve of my 30th birthday, this conversation of momentum. It's totally different. Let's revisit that sub that time. That that time was whew, like the definition of stagnant water. So, you know, let's wind back the clock. That was four years ago. So this is before my businesses had even started. And this was before ever, all of this. I was just coming out of banking. So there was no momentum. It was all very figuring it out. But really the focus was on you. You were turning 30. You wanted to move out of Hong Kong. You wanted to move to New York. I was in New York. I had a one bedroom apartment. You needed a place to stay. 
you wound up parking at my apartment because yeah i mean new york is expensive it was realistic that you were going to stay with me and so you know i've got a nice sofa bed <laughs> in the living room that that you were on um but basically yeah you had moved into my one bedroom for a few months and the sofa bed really takes up the entirety of the living room there wasn't really a living room <laughs> for those months and so yeah we were kind of bunking together for a little bit and if we talk about checklists i was 29 about yeah. to turn 30 unemployed sleeping on a sofa bed in my brother's one bedroom apartment with no purpose in a city that I had no idea what I was doing in. Yeah, I mean, back then you were looking for a job in New York. Today you are living in Hong Kong, working at the South China Morning Post. It's like two different realities. It's hard to even sometimes fathom how that was the next step after what the, the, the sort of like scenario that we just described. Like yeah, the fact was... that you went from that to, I'm now who I am at the South China Morning Post is actually pretty wild. There was no stepping stone in between that. That was the stepping stone. Yeah, it was as flat as water could get. Like yeah. it could, you could break so, ice with that flatness. And so, like, you know, that right, was... right now, it, this goes back to one of my favorite subjects, which is like mental strength, mental health. That's a big topic in the world. I think, especially in the US, people talk about it in Hong Kong, not so much. Maybe I'm not privy to it because I'm not here as much, but like, there are some moments, you know, even if you are privileged, even if you don't have to worry about food on, on your plate and a roof, that doesn't mean you're, you've got good mental health. Right. And so like mental health, mental strength, the will to go on, the will to push forward, the will to be better. It's really important. And so, yeah, I would say in that moment, who, your mental health was questionable and you have to persevere through those times step by step, day by day. But something that I also like to talk about is like, there's all like the little moments. Yeah. Like I was in quarantine for 21 days, right? Everyone always asks me like, how was quarantine? That oh, was good, okay, done. I'm like, yo, there was 21 days, 24 hours a day of just like nothingness. And there was a lot of moments now relating back to life, like every, the everyday grind, Monday, the Tuesday, the Tuesday morning, the Tuesday yeah. afternoon, the, you gotta persevere through all of that. Not every moment, not every life is exciting and yeah, there's a lot of dull moments that you need mental health just to push through. and. I think yeah. everyone could relate to that. So it's almost that like momentum is like a micro dose. It's not even like, yeah, there is momentum in holistic life where, okay, in life you can be on top and then you come down or you have really big moments, but there's also the micro dosing of momentum where you have to get through the Tuesday afternoon. You have to get through the like 4 a.m. work call and using what you can, whatever like gas, fuel, yeah. And push. then when you see the passing lane, as Hassan described it, if the moment comes where you get to take advantage of all of those dull hours and months of work, if you don't take that moment, you're a fool or a coward or both. So like when the opportunity comes, take it. Because it might not come again for a while. It really sometimes doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, you also have to be willing to lose. Like, I know, I know, maybe you've heard me say this, maybe you haven't, but I know that the way my life is going to go down, I already know. I'm either going to make it big or strike out hard. That's it for me. I, that's how I approach every situation. I'm, I'm going to swing and hit a home run or I'm moving to Brazil. I'm running a coconut shack 
I'm raising a small family and I'm just going to live a really chilled life. But why is the striking out big not the chilled life? Yeah, that's a great question. Both actually would be okay. And maybe I'm being a little dramatic. So what really motivated me to start this podcast? (laughs) What motivated me to... Laughs, but seriously. Yeah, no, like what motivated me to indulge in conversation as a commodity is this idea of equanimity. It's, yeah, let's define equanimity. Yeah, it's a it's a Buddhist philosophy that really is about a space that creating a space as an individual where emotions will come, anger will come, happiness will come. But whatever comes, you process it with the same sort of composure. Composure. Uh, You don't go, you don't indulge so high. You don't fall so low. Yes, yes. That emotions are really part of the process. Yeah. So if we think about momentum and we think about it in the context of equanimity, how maybe you shouldn't over congratulate yourself when you're so high but you shouldn't over berate yourself when you're so low what are the things that you do to prepare for that state what are the things that you personally indulge in so that you can bring equanimity to the moments i think something that our dad has taught us or at least something that's resonated with me is this concept of don't ride the highs don't ride the lows just play in the middle don't get too high and don't get too low so like especially in this sort of like society in hong kong that we kind of live in seems like people really ride their highs and i i really don't like that so like people get kind of too obsessed with themselves and they think they're the shit when they feel good and that's not the way to move forward and the same thing when you're low they get really sad and that you spiral spiraling is incredibly unhealthy So I think just the concept of equanimity to me means like you ride the middle. Even when you're, you're, you should be at your highest, just chill, just chill. But how, like, how do you just chill? Because the the highs and lows come and go. You're always going to have highs and you're always going to have lows. That that's it. That's an ebb and flow of, of, of just how the universe works. It's the middle that's important and you have to have the composure just to ride it is the way I, I, I see it. And so even when things are good, like I said, just chill. But how and when you, things but are how? bad. Let's look, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. It's right? all mental. Mm. It's all mental. I mean, you know I practice like meditation and to me that's the most important thing that I've learned in my 20s because it, I mean, literally you sit still. Like you're, <laughs> like that's what it is. Like that that's such a valuable st- I, I, our dad's gonna kill me if I say this, but it's like a skill set, just to be able to just sit still, while your mind is racing and just compose it, just calm it down, and so I think that that's why it's such a good activity to do because our mind is always moving, good or bad, it's moving. You're thinking about things no matter what in the society we live in. You're always doing things. I mean, if I'm not at an event or a party, I'm working. When I'm working, there's so much stimulation coming. When I'm not working, I'm socializing. So much stimulation. 
eating, you know, drinking, talking to people. Like, when are you just like shutting the noise out? And so I think that's what equanimity is to me personally is finding this sort of like calm, zen moment and then taking that and then just getting obsessed with it and then pr- putting that, practicing that for the rest, of, for, the, for the other parts of your life. Home is a safe space, right? Everyone says that. But what's, hap- what's happening in your home? Are you blasting music? Are you watching TV? Are you having parties? Are you having people over? In my home in New York, that is my place of peace. It is so calm. I mean, people, when you walk into my apartment, it is calm as can be. Unless I'm on the sofa bed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I I, I think that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you build a positive environment for yourself. And that's how you make good decisions. And then that's how those decisions build momentum. And then that's how you keep going. But it has to start from within and you have to build yourself a foundation and your foundation can't be built on noise. You gotta cut the noise, get rid of the noise. There's too much noise in society. And how are you, and then the noise, I don't know, it just, it's just, it's just not helping anyone. Yeah, I love that. When you're in the passing lane, that's, that's, that's the end. That's, that's the final sort of thing that you do. But to even get to a position where you're in the mental state, to put your foot on the gas, to make the decision to go, whether it whether you're able to even do it or not, whether it's successful or not, that the building blocks of that start. If your foundation is good, you can bet on yourself more. If your foundation is bad, there's a chance that you trip and fail and crumble because you didn't build your foundation correctly, right? It's like if if your life is a building, if you know it's built well, when the typhoon comes, it ain't getting knocked over. Look at all these buildings in Hong Kong. When the typhoon eight comes, they're still standing at the end of it. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that pass pass through with the typhoon. So in your life, you have to build a strong foundation for yourself. How do you do it? Right. It has to be built on the right things. Yeah. So going back to the home analogy, it all comes back to your home, right? When where are you? Ninety percent of your time. I mean. I work from home now, so I'm really home. But like, when you come back to your space, if that's like step one, it's building a safe space for yourself, built on peace. No, I think I think it's a huge thing, and I always remember going back to that time in New York. One of the things that I did was, at that time, my ultimate hero was Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, and. I just, like, I worshipped the content that Bourdain did. I used to reread transcripts of how he described a city because I just, I, it was just so perfect to me. Um, and I met, I went to their production house and I, I met with his co-founder and I was just so sure that working for Anthony Bourdain would fix everything. If I got that, that would fix it all. And sure enough, I was in Hong Kong for our cousin's wedding. And the co-founder said, hey, Bourdain's going to be in Hong Kong. Can you can you help the production team? And I was in this rut and I was like, wow, this is this is this is what's going to help me. This is this is it. This is my time of momentum. And two things happened there. First, it didn't help me. <laughs> like it actually was a really awful time. 
there can be opportunity, but if, like you said, your inner peace isn't there, no opportunity will result in the momentum you need it to. And the second is that was the beginning of the end of Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Like he then committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And it really was a warning sign to show that you can have external validation. You can have external yeah. momentum. I mean, he had just won, I don't even know how many Emmys. I think he, he was Anthony Bourdain. I think to me that really was like, it comes back to what you were saying, that momentum is only valid or can only really help you build life if that foundation is there. Without that rock, without that grounding, sure. without that anchor. And that takes time to build. Yeah. It really takes time and luck and hard work to build that, I think. And, and discipline. Yeah. I think this has been an in very enlightening conversation. I'm glad and you're here. I don't know, I'm really glad that we did this. Me too. Thank you for sharing a part of yourself and allowing us to sort of learn from your definition of equanimity, momentum, and can't wait to witness all the passing lanes that you will be part of. Thanks for, uh, thanks for saying this up. It was great. It's interesting to me that while momentum is a word of movement with the feeling of acceleration, most of our conversation today came back to standing still, foundation, stability, the moments in which there's actually zero movement. That in fact, to be best placed for the spurts of momentum, because let's face it, they really only do come in spurts, we have to sit still first and how Monish puts it, cut the noise and build a home. Thanks so much for listening to us today. If you like what you heard, follow us on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on and follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at four underscore equanimity, four as in F-O-R, not the number. We'll be sharing a lot of tidbits behind the scenes and of course more about our upcoming conversations. But for now, that's a wrap. Catch you next time. Cut! (laughs)